This is episode 13 of Collector's Quest, and today Kat and I talk about Game Boys, how to smuggle them, and virtual pinball. Another edition of Collector's Quest. It is just after the new year, and we are back. I'm here with Kat, as always, and I'm Johnny. And today, we're going to talk about some portables. So, Kat is going to run the show on this one. So, Kat, why don't you tell us how that's going down? Well, what I thought is we would talk a little bit about um, collecting handhelds. We're going to stick with Game Boy in particular, earlier models. Um, I'm just kind of getting into the collecting for Game Boy. It's kind of new for me, so it's got that element of excitement because I'm not so narrowed down and I haven't decided exactly how I want to collect for it. So it's kind of in that like wonderlust stage, which is really cool because I feel like I haven't had that in a long time. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting to talk about if we're collecting for Game Boy, in my case I am, if you are, and, and some of the things that we found that might be a little bit different from collecting for handhelds versus consoles, because where I live I've definitely noticed some differences. So are you collecting for any, you know, Game Boy systems? Are you going for handhelds? Already have some, not doing it. <laughs> you know, I, traditionally I'm not a portable guy at all. Um, growing up I didn't have portable systems at all. We were, right. you know, poor there was no Game Boy. I didn't have a Game Boy until I actually um, met my wife. I mean, you know, my girlfriend at the time, because she had a Game Boy Advance. So, I mean, and I'm older than you, so I've been playing since Game Boy. I was the right age for Game Boy. So that right. tells you what that gap is like. I missed Game Boy, Game Boy Color, you know, every iteration of that. Didn't even see it. And it's not like right when Game Boy Advance came out. It was like a little bit into the Game Boy Advance life cycle when I got right. it. So I didn't have a portable system until the mid-2000s. Oh, interesting. So is that something that, even though you're not big into portables, is that something that you're going to explore adding to your collection in some capacity or? No. No? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, uh, no. Just one word answer. That, no, uh, I'm going to collect for a little bit, and I have. But it's definitely, if you look at my collection, that's where all the holes are. Like, you'll see several hundred of any other Nintendo system, and then Game Boy. Every Game Boy system, it's all under 100, except for the DS, which is at 101. And that was just because I picked up a bulk lot once. Not that I was trying to really collect for it. It was just something to buy. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, for me... I don't know why, like just never really get into it. I think I got fo so focused on consoles and NES and then, you know, some Sega stuff. And I just never really kind of got into it. I had the odd Game Boy that, you know, I had and I sold through collecting. But now I've just kind of got into it. Um, probably two years ago, I ended up getting a pink uh, Game Boy Pocket uh, from Japan, the Japanese exclusive color pink. And I really, really liked it. Um, I hate pink. I'm just going to put that out there. John loves pink. It's kind of ironic that it's pink. And yeah, anyway, it's, I, we I have, have an odd of, relationship. I have a bunch of pink controllers. <laughs> okay, so maybe I'm it's not, a guy thing. Yeah, I, I have like a pink 360 controller that I loved. And um, then I, I actually have like a custom one that was black and pink. And a PS3 one that was also pink. I like pink as well. I'm not, you know, bound by gender stereotyping. I'm going, you don't like pink. Like, uh, okay, yeah, I, 
I'll like whatever color I like. Yeah, Pink is one of them. I mean, I won't I won't wear it. I'm not I'm not inviting uh, you know, comments as far as that. Not because I'm ashamed to wear pink or anything, but because I'm uh I'm a very pink person already, you know? Yeah, uh, a lot so, of heavy but, pinks, so I don't I would just clash. But pink in in gaming accessories, handhelds, such oh. forth, all good. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, pink and some accessories, you know, pink and other things, great. Uh, in fact, my speaking of handhelds, my Game Boy uh, DS, um, the the second one I had uh, had a black and I had a custom one that was black and pink as well. Okay, so see, you and John are in the same boat. All about the pink things. Yeah. Yeah, well, with this pink Game Boy, uh, apart from John loving the fact that it's pink, I, I really liked it, and I liked the Japanese box art a lot. So from there... Oh, yeah, um, they're really cool looking. Yeah, they're really neat, and they're a lot different than um, what we have here, a different shape, but it's it's a totally different design, and I really, really liked it. So I thought, oh, yeah, it'd be kind of neat to collect for that and kind of put it on the back burner, and, you know, finishing NES and stuff like that. At that point, it was more important. But for Christmas, I ended up with the clear purple Japanese one, which is one of the Japanese exclusive Game Boy Pocket colors. And I thought, well, you know, maybe it would be kind of cool to collect for them. So I think more so than a game library for Game Boy right now, I'm going to try and go for the basic colors of Game Boy Pocket, um, all Japanese boxes, and complete. Okay. I think that's going to be my goal right now, which is, I know, kind of an odd way, but realistically, I don't need, you know, X amount of them to play them necessarily because they all work the same. I just would really like to have them because I think they're really cool to look at. The boxes for them are really nice. The picture you just showed of the two together was pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah, I like pink and purple. Traditionally non-masculine colors, I guess. Well, that's fair. I, I think of the two, um, I like the purple one a little bit more um, just because it is clear purple. I like the pink one more in the sense that it looks like it's absolutely never ever been touched there's not a scratch on the screen the purple one's in really good condition but it, it's definitely been used before there's the odd little scratch there's a little bit of wear in the corners of the boxes but like i would i wouldn't turn it down i'm certainly excited to have it um there are some other really cool colors on there like the yellow and and some of the limited edition colors and stuff i'd like to have but i think that my focus right now is just going to be uh, the basic colors, getting all of those, and then attempting to get uh, more games. Um, I find here, I don't know if nobody kept their boxes, but it is next to impossible here almost to find a Game Boy game with the box. <laughs> I believe that's true for Game Boy, uh, especially. Game Boy Color, very much so. Game Boy Advance, still a little bit easier to find. Right. But still not. And now even getting into, um, I know we don't want to go too far into like DS and, and 3DS, but GameStop here throws all of their boxes away for those. Oh, what are they doing? And they just, they like, I don't know if they destroy them or what, but if you go into a GameStop, you'll you'll never see like boxed Game Boy Advance games. They get them in from time to time. Um, and DS games now. I, I don't know if you still find Game Boy Advance games there. But as far as the DS... No box. You're just like, what is going on in the world where you thought that was okay to toss it? From a collector's standpoint, that's just, like, terrible. <laughs> right. Well, and then 
the Nintendo was a kid-driven item and kind of marketed as a toy, then the Game Boy was even more so. Right. So how many, if you were a kid with a Game Boy box, like why would you haul around that, that clunky cardboard box when you could just pull the cart out and take it with you and who gives a crap about that box, right? So yeah. how many were just destroyed from kids being kids? And I think that might be what a lot of it is, is that that's what's happened because um, the, some of the nicer boxes I have actually came from one of our friend's brothers who he had kept them. They were his from when he, he was little and he had actually, when he got the games, taken the games out, folded the boxes flat and they went in a drawer and they have stayed there until they came to my house. Yeah, I mean, and that's how you're going to find some. Like I have a small collection of boxes that I got from my wife from her handhelds. Yes. Because she she kept them for some reason. Like, and a few of her N64 games, she pulled them out of the boxes and then just folded the boxes with the manuals and put them away. Yeah, I wish that could happen more often. I don't know if it was just like, and then parents were probably like, after the games were around for a while, they were like, why are we keeping this crap? Oh, yeah, for sure. Why? I'm, I mean, no, collecting wasn't a thing, so really... Why would you? Yes. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, here I have a really, really hard time finding them, and it's it's kind of frustrating. It's not ever a problem to find the carts, but it is a big headache to find the boxes. So I think that would be a challenge. I don't think I would ever go for a complete Game Boy collection or a complete Game Boy Color collection because that seems like a, a massive undertaking, especially with the box situation, and I feel like I would want to have them at least the cart in the box i can deal with not having the manual but I, I don't think i want to collect just loose game boy games uh you know i always told myself if i went in for collecting portables because i do have some for the game gear that i would be okay if it was just cartridge only because right. then i could just pack them in a, a small tub a plastic tub you know fit yeah. several well once you get to several hundred it's a larger plastic tub but you can just put them in the tub and i don't need to ex display them except for some of the select few that are near and dear to me uh, in box, you know, those are the ones like your, you know, your Mario's, your Zelda's, the, the bigger ticket items, the rare ones that you might want to keep or have the box for, for whatever reason. Right. Um, and the, like the ones that may, you know, more that I played too, that I might put the boxes out, but the rest of them just like, cause I have no nostalgia for it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's fair. And I don't really either. I just, um, I don't know what it was with the Japanese Game Boy Pockets, but that kind of started a, an obsession. Like I said, almost more for the actual handheld than the games, but like, I won't turn them down when I've come across the games. Um, I've tried, uh, you know, obviously if I can get them in box, that's great. But if it's a good price for something that was the cart, I've always picked it up. Um, but it's something... Two, I have a lot more room to display because I have a lot less games than you. <laughs> well, for now you do. For now. Well, maybe. Now. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to get to that many, but I shouldn't say never. Shouldn't say never. One. Two, you know, your collecting rate is pretty high, and I I hope mine dips. I hope after this year, I really hope mine dips quite a bit, and then I hope to just be buying things that are like fewer purchases but probably more expensive games. Okay, that well, that's sense. fair. And um, that's kind of exciting, too. Right. Well, if I can do it, if I can manage to keep myself away from it. Right, right now, I've dipped into the Wii a little bit. I think it's fun to collect for it because most of the games are so awful. P 
people ask me, they're like, oh, but it's so terrible. Why are you collecting it? Like, when you just see these terrible, I find it funny. The shovelware yeah. type, like, I find the box art I'm using, uh, just how, like, bad movies, it, it feels like watching bad movies. That's right. that's, that's how fair. the Wii feels for me. But I have, I have been purchasing a few portables uh, games as well lately. Um, oh, so it's, you're not totally like you haven't put a hex on it. <laughs> no, no. In fact, I just bought a few portable games. Also, for the thing I want to do with the the two the top 285 out of Nintendo Power. Yeah. It requires some portable games, and that's mainly the bulk item which I have to pick up. So I get to pick up some some games that I know are good, you know, already vetted out by other people, and that's exciting because I get to add you know, a nice piece to my collection rather than just some of the bulk like that I have now. Right. And when you get some of these, you know, either ones that are fun to play or that you feel will be better pieces, do you feel like that's going to kind of spark something that you're going to want to collect even more? Or are you going to be okay? Are you going to just be like, no, that's good. I think I'm going to be, no, that's good. I'm, I'm trying to be right? right. Because I have, I have goals beyond even 2016. If I do go over it all, though, it will be for Game Boy Color. Okay, which is kind of interesting because that is one that I don't have. I don't think I've ever had. It's probably the Game Boy that I know the least about. Oh, really? Yeah, which is, I know, very odd because I have friends who still have theirs from when they were younger. and I, But it's something that I don't know a lot about. I do have, um, I think, one Game Boy Color game, and it's like Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle. So, really? Just, yeah. just the one, huh? Just the one. It was sealed and ridiculously cheap. So. <laughs> I have 48 Game Boy Color games. And you have a favorite? There's a few games I really like for it, but the ones I've actually played and beat, the Dragon Warrior games. Right. Yeah, Dragon Warrior 3 was really good on that because they had like a metal collecting system. Okay. That wasn't really in the... They added some stuff uh, outside of the original Dragon Warrior that's Dragon Quest for anyone that is not in the North Americas. So yeah, like I really like that and Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 and you know the Zelda games obviously like Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages I played through. So I've played through like I managed to pick up some of these things. Um, I also really like Deja Vu. Okay. If you're not familiar with Deja Vu it's it's also on the NES. A spiritual successor to say um, Shadow Gates by the same makers. Okay. So it's not yeah. like it's not like a sequel, but it's it's a text adventure game in that that sense where you know a point and click adventure, I should say. Yes, which I've never put in the NES. Um, but having known that, I'm never going to put it in the NES. <laughs> oh, you're you're not for point and clicks. I can't do the point and click. I, I just can't. I uh, just can't do that. That puts me up with Princess Tomato. Lovely box art. Cool. I like that it's friggin' vegetables, but it is a very like point and click style game, and I just I just can't get into it. <laughs> oh yeah. See, Shadowgate is awesome, uh, and Deja Vu is much of the same, but the Game okay. Boy one has Deja Vu 2. That's the only way to really play Deja Vu 2 outside of like an old computer. So that's pretty exciting. And then I have a bunch of Pokemon games, the Game Boy Color Pokemon stuff. For, oh, awesome. For one, just, you know, Pokemon is very collectible, but also because my wife loves Pokemon. Oh, well, then that's so, a really good reason to have yeah, it, too. So, and that, like I was saying, some of the boxes she had were, were like her Pokemon Blue and Red and her original Pokemon in, like, uh, Pikachu Yellow or something. 
So yeah, that's which how is I really got, cool to be able to have that. That's how I got a lot of my those games. But there's like a Ghost and Goblins game on there too. That you know, there's some there's some really good games for the Game Boy Color, and a lot that I played via the Super Game Boy. Okay. Yep. And then on the Game Boy Player as well. That's how I played portable games. Since I didn't own them, my my friend did have a Super Game Boy, so I would borrow games and borrow his Super Game Boy. That's how I would work that out. Okay, yeah. Well, that's a that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, I just am not into the portable experience. So people ask me like, well, if you didn't have a portable, how did you play all these portable games? It's like, well, Super Nintendo and good old GameCube. I love the Game Boy Player on the GameCube. As I think when you add the Game Boy Player to the GameCube, it's hard to argue against the GameCube having the best library of any system. Yeah, that's awesome. I just recently got uh, the Game Boy Player for the GameCube. I haven't used it yet, um, but I've heard that it it's it works well. Would you say it works well in your experience? Yeah, I, I don't have any problem with it. It does put some decorative bars around it. And, you know, it, it doesn't frame up the game exactly to modern TVs too. That's like part of the problem and you'll get like stretch and stuff. You can manage some of that. But overall I think it's very good and I, I like it a lot. Like I said, I bought Game Boy Player the day it came out. So Oh awesome. Yeah. That was I have my original original Game Boy Player that I bought and slapped onto the the platinum GameCube I had at the time. And you know, I, those two items are actually still connected. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Well, I'm looking forward to using mine. I just haven't yet, so I guess I'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, I just, everything works. Yeah, well, the Retron, if you have like a Retron 5 too, that'll play, does it play GBA? I can't remember if it plays GBA games. I don't know. It does uh, at least you, play Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Uh, the two we have are both broken. <laughs> oh, your Retrons? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm no luck with Retrons. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I this uh, this is my second one. I had to send the first one back, and I've broken, like, three controllers. It's like I love the idea, but really, controller is not up to standard, and, you know, I don't want to bash anyone for a great idea, but they made the cartridge slots too tight, and uh, we could do a whole episode on, um, you know, non-original consoles, and maybe we should, but let's, let's move away from that. Just say that my Retron experiences thus far have been subpar. Well, that's fair. So I think if I had to look at, in a perfect world, if, you know, I get all my 2016 goals done, I would probably go for, like I said, the the basic colors in the Game Boy Pockets. I would also love to have uh, a Game Boy Lite. Um, For anybody who doesn't know, that's a backlit Game Boy. It was a Japanese exclusive. Um, Really, really cool. Um, Not anything I've ever come across in person in my collecting. (laughs) Oh, I happen to have a Game Boy Light. In fact, I sent you a picture of I know, my I'm one so Game jealous. Boy Light. Yeah. I, and I don't even know why I have it. That's the best part. I don't know where it came from or why I own it. It's probably because it's gold. Well, see, Johnny just has this magic game room, apparently, where things just boop, pop up. I, I want you to know that it actually was kind of like that. I was looking at my Zelda stuff, and I was it was behind a Nintendo Fun Club magazine of Zelda 2. And I was like, huh, there's a gap between that and the wall. I wonder what's in that gap. And I'm like, oh, a gold Game Boy Light. Just hanging out there, you just, know? Just <laughs> chilling, just there. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't even know I owned this. Oh, that's awesome. With no, the, I, with I, the Dr. I would Mario. love to have Yeah, of course. Of course you would have something just hanging out. I would love to go in my game room and be like, I had no freaking clue I had that. Once you get to this point, like, at a ridiculous level, 
then it'll happen. So the guys who have like more games than me, the guys, you know, who are in like that ten thousand club, I just I, I have no idea. My like just thinking about it, my eyes kind of glaze over and like roll into the back of my head because it's too much to think about. I just don't know how I manage it. I, I feel like I have a hard time managing what I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, here's the here's what happens. Here's the reality. You get a large game collection, you manage it bit by bit as it's coming in, and then you don't have to manage it anymore. Like, once it finds a home, then there it is, and you don't have to think about it unless you have to move it or someone needs something from it. That's a good point, unless, you know, you just find random things, and then you're like, oh, I didn't know I had that, and then you have to find a place to put it. Or for you who don't really care about portables, it's just probably cool that it's gold. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure that's uh, during my my thought process i'm sure i bought it because i was like oh my god i want a gold game boy well play my zelda games in to be honest by picking the game boy light you picked a really cool game gold game boy oh my god i can't say that uh i don't know yeah like i said you will know more about this than i do i didn't i don't know if it's an exclusive color to just them i know we have like some weird pokemon gold ones that have like pokemon on the screen but i don't know if there's just a traditional flat you know, gold one that you can buy. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's for Game Boy Pocket. I think there is a gold one in Europe and Australia that's um, packed in with Donkey Kong Land. But of course, the Game Boy Gold Game Boy Light would have been a Japanese exclusive, so we right. wouldn't have got it here. Um, but I believe that there is a limited edition gold Game Boy Pocket. Um, but the gold Game Boy Light is way cooler because it's backlit. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. I I was messing with it the other day, playing um, the Dr. Mario that's in there. So do you find a big difference? Like, I, I've seen videos and stuff, and obviously I've, it is backlit, but I've never played one. So is it a huge advantage if you were going to play, like, at night in lower light? Like, is there a significant difference? Yeah, in lower light, I would say it was significantly different. But I, I would still such a miserly guy about this i just i'm like i don't want to be on a portable i just i want to just go play i just go bust out the gamecube yeah well that's fair and i think too it's it i like portables in a sense because i have really small hands so i think that's kind of and i've talked to a lot of girls and not to be stereotypical or anything like that that tend to like that just because of that but do you find it's just like a size thing, or you just you want the big TV and the controller? Is that just more comfortable gaming? Yeah, I, well, when I think about gaming, that's how I think about gaming. Right, because well, that's nostalgic. Yeah, well, and people say, well, you can go sit on your couch with, a, I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to strain my eyes. I just want like a big screen. That's fair. Uh, also, I can see that. Well, also, at the times in my life where gaming is a social environment, you can't really socially game on you know a game boy you, no that's like, true you can't watch someone play sometimes i enjoy watch people playing video games if they're doing it well so yeah. it, you can't really do that on a game boy like it's hard to stand over someone's shoulder you're like breathing in their ear just pass yeah you kind of have to be like sit down by yourself not need to talk to anybody in your own kind of world to be able to play game boy with a bunch of people around yes and yeah. i mean i've been you know i've had to play quite a few portable games that i just wanted to play because they were on a portable i'm still stuck with the ds i keep waiting for the magical day when nintendo figures out that the wii u provides a second screen and suddenly i can play my like get a game boy ds player for my wii u 
I'm just well, waiting. That would be cool. That's what I'm waiting for because I have such a list, a backlog of DS games that I just don't have the patience to play right. uh, on a portable. I'm just like, please, please just fix this for me. So it's not necessarily that you have a hate for any of the games. You just have a hate for the format in which they are played. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I could go on about what I want out of gaming in general. I have this big thing, too. I hate when development teams are divided or, you know, the creator of one game is forced to sit down and think about the portable version of a game. Right. And, and they want to do kind of like, I mean, specifically with the Zeldas, they want to do a, a portable version. They want to have a console version, like pretty close to that release. And I just wish that the experience was one experience. Like if if all portable games, like if you could get up to a point where you had like a main unit that could play the game and then also kind of like the gamepad with the Wii U, but completely portable, like right. you could just take the gamepad with you and play. That's the experience. That's the portable experience I'm looking for. That's kind of why I was hyped on like uh, the Vita and stuff and the PSP because they were supposed to kind of be able to do that. But I, I, they still developed games just for that system. I don't want that. I don't. I don't want there to be a Wii U and a Game Boy or a DS or a 3DS. I just want there to be the Nintendo console that also happens to be portable. Yes. Well, in a perfect world, that would be like phenomenal. Right. Like I said, I'm dreaming here. Right. That's, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Maybe a little bit more portable than the pad for the Wii U because I feel like I probably couldn't stick that in my purse. <laughs> Well, I mean, depends what kind of purse you're using, right? Are you yeah, I guess if I take a big bag. Yeah, if you've got a big bag, I mean, if you've got a clutch, it's probably not going to work out. But No, but I don't think I'm going to take portable gaming with an evening gown. No, that's probably, well, I mean, depends. Some of those events where you might wear a gown might be very boring. Well, that could be true, you know? I mean, I guess I could always be prepared for that. I That's where the micro comes in. It's tiny. Yes, yes. The, the Game Boy Micro for... All of your formal dining and uh, award shows when you just have to game. Yeah, exactly, because I'm not sure that those two would be acceptable together. But still, I mean, I guess if you had to think about size, it's probably the most versatile. Yeah, also if you needed one to smuggle into prison, like I would yeah. probably choose the micro. Are you planning on a trip to prison? <laughs> I'm not, but there. I mean, you could know people there. I don't know what your life is like. No, no, I, I'm not planning for 2016 to go to prison. I, I think I will just keep my, you know, could be people, I'm good. It could be people you know. I'm not, I mean, you're only a low-level criminal, and you're probably never going to get caught, so it's probably fine. And and whatever, it's Canadian jail, so who cares, right? Uh, well, everything I'm sure in my game room is legitimate, I think. I hope. Who knows? Maybe there's a story to something in there. So what is Canadian prison like? I don't know. I've never been to prison. I assume the yeah. same as U.S. prison. You you assume? I, I don't know. Isn't it all the same? <laughs> we know you know, Kat. Now is the time no. to come clean. Tell us about I'm Canadian so jail. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've got no insight on this one. Nor do I really have much insight on how the jail system works here. Oh. Well, that's probably good. Like You're probably, I, I mean, I, I you're think probably doing good. all right if you don't know how, you, how your criminal system works like as far as prosecuting you. You're like, well, I've... No cause for concern, so. No, so I don't have to plan out my Game Boy needs for my stay in prison, which hopefully never happens. <laughs> or someone else you know. You could know criminals. Like I said, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what your life is like. I'm just going to have a whole underground trade of Game Boy Micros. <laughs> yes, well, because they are easy to smuggle. Yeah, that's, that's all fair. I'm saying. 
If, no at, original Game Boys, right? Like, right. that's like three micros. Yeah, if you had... Well, probably more than that. Probably, in, yeah. In ounces. If you had to smuggle one system, right? One portable system. For me, 100% the Game Boy Micro. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Now, if if you had a second option, what would it be? To smuggle? Yes. Oh, God. Maybe this Game Boy Light. It's very small. Maybe yeah, I guess that, that's true. And you oh, have the light. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I like is the Game Boy Advance SP is that is that smaller the the little clamshell Game Boy? Well, it's not very big. It's, it's I, I mean yeah, I mean that's that's kind of small too. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean it, it, in a sense still you yeah, yeah you, I guess it would depend on whatever one you really well, want. Yeah, and I guess it depends where you have to smuggle it. Yes, that's true. Like where so, are you sm- yeah, like if are we strapping it to our body? If if it has to go internal, then I don't know <laughs> if I can deal with the the width. So, well, I mean, these things would have to be measured. So, if Johnny's going to prison, we'll probably have a whole I'm not, episode. I'm not of, going to prison. Someone I know could go to prison. Okay. If somebody Johnny knows is going to prison, he's going to have this all under control. If I had, I mean, someone could put a gun to my head. I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. It's, I, I it's like, unlikely at best. But I, I hope like this that never you happens. Were thinking about oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I've got a plan just in case. In case I ever have to smuggle a game. Like, how sad would that be? How many games could I bring with me, too? Like, I mean, you would have to buy a multi cart. Yeah, you would have to. It's, it's just, you know, you love games when this is a thought that has entered your mind. Yeah, well, you know, coming to you from the Collector's Quest podcast, how to deal with your collection when you die. And how, yes. And what is the best portable system to smuggle when you go to jail? We have interesting content. Only here. Yeah, only here. Yeah. We can exclusively we can get away with this. this in Canada. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we can, but we're just gonna go with it. Yeah. I like the odd topics, whatever. It makes it interesting. Uh, well, hopefully, we're not. It's not the same old boring stuff. No, but when I had to, you know, set up planning out the Game Boy episode, I never ever thought I would think about which Game Boy would be the best to smuggle into prison, but, you know, now I have. So if somebody ever asked me... Yeah, I'm happy to derail all of your best laid plans. <laughs> Let me ruin them. That's okay. I got through most of them, you know. We talked about some good points. We talked about some different Game Boys. You know, that was the basis and whether we're collecting or not. Everything else is just, you know, good additions, good things to think about. Now I have answers to questions I hope I'm never asked. <laughs> well, I, now I hope... Please, if anyone is listening, please always ask Kat her smuggling preference for Game Boys. And then all I get for comments on my Instagram for the next little while that's it Game Boy will, related will be like, which one would you smuggle? Yeah, it will show us you were listening. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You can find one of my Game Boy posts and let me know. Please. I, I can't wait for those posts to roll in. But okay. how many... you? I haven't heard much about I, what you're doing with Game Boy. I know... You're doing the pockets. You want to get some of the lights. You, you're more interested in the hardware than the actual games at this point. But are you picking up some of the odd games? Or are you just kind of just mainly looking at hardware only? Um, I have been picking up games when I've uh, come up uh, across them because it's always great. Even if I decided I wasn't going to collect a whole library, which I, I really don't think would be an undertaking any time in 2016 right now. But I may want to do it at some point, and anytime I can come across something that has a box, like we said, which is harder for me to find here, I'm not turning it down, but I wouldn't say I'm actively looking for the library of games right now. I'd say, if anything, it's more 
the handhelds themselves um, just because I have other goals, but I really am kind of stuck on the pockets and I do want to try and achieve that. I don't know if that's adding too much onto my 2016 plans, but I'm going to go with it. (laughs) You know, I almost tried to buy a whole bunch of foreign Game Boys, pocket slides and the exclusives. There was a guy on, well, Nintendo Age, but mainly Sega Age, whose name is Dane, and that's not Dane, the creator of Nintendo Age, uh, but another Dane that was on there, and he was a mod like myself, and, you know, he just had this amazing, before he went Sega, he had this amazing wall of Game Boy games, uh, or of, uh, of Game Boys in box, and it, yes. I mean, it was super impressive. I, It was so nice looking and cool looking that when he s- decided to sell it, I was like, how do I buy these? How do I get enough money to buy all of them? Right. And I, I could, it was just at such a wrong time that I couldn't work it out and someone else came in and got them. But I mean, they are pretty awesome. I don't think well, you're making a bad choice there. No. And I think what, like, it's, it's interesting that you should say that because really it's an aesthetic thing for me. Like I just love how they look. I like how they display. Uh, you know, I like the boxes. I just think it's interesting. And it's also very colorful, which I think again, makes it really interesting to look at. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Which so. is not how I would normally collect, like, just based on aesthetics. So this is something totally new for me, which is kind of exciting, because like I said, I, I'm not, like, nailed down to a specific plan. I'm kind of just going with it. Uh, on Collector's Quest, we judge books by their cover. If it's got a nice cover, we might buy it. Yeah, that, that's very, very true, and it's nothing against the North American packaging for the Game Boys. I, I really like it. I would like to go for that in a, a dream world. I'd like to have everything. Um, I just kind of had to divide and conquer, so I, I picked the Japanese ones first. Yeah, that's uh, it's funny because my first, my first portable that I bought, that wasn't my wife's um, or girlfriend at the time, but it was the Game Boy SP Classic um, that looked like the original NES. Oh, I bought yes. it. I bought it. I was like, okay, if I'm going to own one, this is the one I'm going to own. Yeah, and a cool one to own at that. Yeah, so that's the one I bought. The that's one. awesome. And then after that, then I wound up, now I've bought every iteration of Portable that's come out since then. Like, So I have like the original DS brick, and you know, I've got several, you know, DS XLs or 3DS XLs, um, new and old version and stuff like that, so multiples of those but before that not much in the world of portables but it's all like look driven for all the ds uh for the 3ds's like the zelda ones and i I really wanted the animal crossing one but i didn't get a chance to grab that so it is interesting because uh again there's another reason for doing it aesthetically but just further down the line is you know nintendo involved the handheld right which is kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, no, for me, I think it's aesthetics and, and what I come across in terms of Game Boy games, um, I will definitely pick up and add to it, but it, it seems to be uh, fewer and further between locally, and I don't think I'm at the point of, oh, I'm going to go search this out online, or I'm going to try and trade for it online, I just, I haven't got there yet. Okay, so what games have you picked up? I know you picked up a few good ones in box recently, though. For, um, for on the not on the on the system side, but on the game side, what have, what have you bought? Um, I've got a whole bunch of you know like common, really not so great stuff. But uh, I did pick up Metroid Two, uh, Kid Icarus, um, which are kind of neat. Uh, I've already picked up you know in the past um, 
you know, like some of the, like Zelda and Pokemon and just trying to get some better titles. But I, I definitely have a lot where they're just kind of games that aren't worth anything. There are certainly nothing um, memorable. So I, I haven't been, I almost wish I had have done it in the way of, if I'm only going to pick up select ones for now, I wish I had to just got really great titles or titles that are supposed to be really great that I haven't played. Because what's interesting for me about collecting Game Boy is there's, a whole ton of games I have not played. So it's really a totally new experience for me because it's not things that are nostalgic. It's, it's kind of like rediscovering something. Right. Yeah. Something that, you know, you just weren't a part of when it happened. Exactly. And I, I think that's kind of interesting because I, for me, I've never had that sort of collecting experience it's been for a reason either it was nostalgic or you know it meant something to me or it so this is totally different which is is kind of interesting it almost feels like exciting like you know when I started collecting NES and it was like oh I still have you know 600 games to go and and everything was exciting because you get things and it'd be easy to find them and and so I feel like this is just kind of an interesting thing because my other goals were kind of halfway finished (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I had the same thing when I started collecting Genesis, and that's kind of why I w- moved away from NES before I finished, um, not finished, but started moving more into Nintendo stuff. I, I moved heavy into Sega just because I knew a lot about it, but not enough, and there were so many things and games I'd never seen and just never heard of, even though it was happening right at the, you know, when I was at the prime age to be gaming, so... It was exciting to see all this stuff that somehow just never spoke to me then but was speaking to me now. Yeah, which is is a really neat thing to do. And I'm going to try and stay on top of really kind of documenting, um, you know, how I've collected it and and what I've gotten. Because I'd kind of like to look back in a year and see how did I do on something I wasn't really, you know, avidly collecting for. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing more of these posts. And if they are anything like the ones you just posted in those sweet boxes, then uh, it should be pretty good. Well, I still have uh, quite a few more of those basic colors, so hopefully one day there will be a post with all of them in their boxes. <laughs> how, how many colors? Uh, well, let's see here. Do you, one, do you have two, some number three. breakdowns for us? You want to yes. run some numbers? There's nine basic colors in the Game Boy Pocket, I believe, and of course the pink and the clear purple, the one that's in my picture on Instagram, those are the exclusive Japan colors. Um, But because I'm going for Japanese ones, I guess they're all coming from Japan. So we're sticking straight to Japan, boxed, correct? Yes. Not going to go for any of the exclusive European colors? If there are any, I don't know if there are. Um, let's see on the list here. The gold one is uh, with a package with Donkey Kong Land is uh, Europe and Australia. And uh, what I would like to have is there's an off-white one that's the original Game Boy style one with the purple buttons. I think that's really cool and I would really like to have that. So if there were a limited edition one I'd want to go for, it would probably be that. And um, maybe the extreme green just because it's cool to look at okay but and um, extreme yeah and extreme i mean because that's going to make the gaming experience all that much more better right but i think just the basic colors and maybe a few limited i I can't see myself ever getting to the point where i was like oh i need to have all the limited edition game boy pockets but you never know could happen could happen well and that's 
that's how all collecting goes, right? You're like, yeah. oh, I, you know, I'm just going to do this. I don't need all this extra stuff. Oh, I'm not going to go into that. I don't need to do that. This, yeah, 7,000 games later, you're like, okay, well, I don't know where I went wrong. I was just going to collect the, like for me, it's like I was just going to collect the games I, I beat as a kid on the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Well, I, well, this is my life. I know, and I think that kind of scares me more about entering this not with a plan, because usually I have a plan. I'm not kind of like, oh, I'm just going to float and see what happens. So uh, I think that's almost a little bit more scary because I can be like, well, I'm just going to get one more. I'm just going to get one more. I'm just going to get one more because I have no reason to not just get one more. I have no plan. Well, and you can really derail yourself there, too, because you're like, well, I'll just get this one limited edition. You're like, well, and then that one. And then you're like, well, there's only two other limited edition ones. I might as well just have all of them. I mean, why just have only two? I mean, you know, you get into that kind of mindset. And, uh, yeah, that's how it snowballs. Yeah, so maybe a year from now, I'm going to have, like, every Game Boy ever, and that's not going to happen. But, um, you know, it could turn into something I really like, and and I'm open to it. If it turns into something I really like collecting for, I'm willing to kind of go, okay, well, I need to make a plan if I'm going to avidly collect for it. But, you know, beyond the basic colors and and what I can find for games, I'm okay with that at this point. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why we collect, right? We, We collect because we enjoy it, and that's, like, you know, some people have a difficulty separating that. That gaming and collecting are not exactly the same thing. Yes. Right? Um, people who collect obviously probably like games, you know. Um, but people who game don't necessarily collect. Yeah. I mean, some of them do probably to an extent that they don't even realize. But, you know, they're not, they're not mutually, you know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to have both elements to do it, right? You can, you can collect you can collect and game. You can just game. You can just collect. You know, it's not like there's no requirement there. But a lot of people are like, I can't believe you bought something you're never going to play. What are you going to do with nine Game Boys? What will you do with them? How will you play them all? You know, I'm not I'm not playing them. I'm staring at them because I think they look nice. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing. And I, and I think that's no different. It's like they're like, you know, somebody's like, do you play all those NES games? So like. Do I? No, I don't play them all. There's a lot that are terrible. There's a lot that are really good, too. But, uh, you know, I don't have them because I want to play them all. It would be the same thing with Game Boys. I just think they're pretty. <laughs> and that's totally fine. I mean, it's why we hang pictures on the wall. It's why people collected baseball cards. Well, not because they're pretty. Well, it depends. I guess some people may find baseball cards pretty. But right. the and simple I, I act of collecting is a hobby. You know, you just pick a thing. So. Yeah. But not everyone's a collector. Some people have no collector's juice in them at all. So they yeah. just look at it and they're just like, whatever, you freaking hoarders. <laughs> just You could be spending your money on stocks and savings. And it's like, well, I mean, I do a little bit of that too, but I like to buy games. Yeah, and that's fine. It's whatever works. But, you know, like, and of course I do play games, but there are definitely lots of things that are in my collection, I agree, that are just there because they're nice to look at and I want to have them because they're nice to look at or they complete a section. So, you know, it works for me. That's all that matters. Right. And I, I have the same kind of stuff going on. So let's go ahead and let's close out the episode. And why don't you tell me a couple of things that you've recently got into your collection? What have you picked up? 
Well, there's been the, uh, I guess with Christmas, it kind of made it a little bit more difficult because one of the things I probably would have added was the Game Boy Pocket, but that's great. Um, I did get a couple uh, Game & Watch Golds. I got Chef and Manhole, which was kind of cool because those are the only two Game & Watch that I have. Yeah, I, actually, the only one I have is is Ball, the remake uh, from the Nintendo Club. Okay. Yeah, I don't have any originals. So it was kind of cool to come across them, and I came across them locally, which um, doesn't really happen. Um, one of them has a box. I can't remember off the top of my head which one it is. Um, I think it's Chef, but it could be wrong. Um, the box is not in great condition, but it was still kind of cool to have them. Um I think they're kind of neat anyway. I haven't uh, tried either one of them. So in terms of if they work or, you know, if they're fun to play, I have no idea. Um, they didn't end up costing really anything. So for that, they're kind of a cool addition. And, and I like that it's something that I don't have any of. Oh, awesome. So uh, I, I think the thing to look for there is the battery doors, right? I th okay. I think um, also because like, you get battery corrosion in there. Okay. Um, yep. But and then because people would take them off, sometimes they would get lost. But that's about my, the extent of my knowledge on Game and Watch. Okay. Well, it's it's kind of cool. It's something new to have in in the game room, which doesn't happen all that often. That it's something totally foreign to me. So it's kind of cool. Um, what about you? Any new uh, pickups lately? Yeah. Um, I have picked up a couple of games in preparation for the the best of the best. You know, two eighty five. Yes. And weirdly. I picked up some Game Boy Color games. So I picked up Wario Land 3. Right. Which I've heard good things about. I also picked up uh, Shantae. Oh, now that's an interesting title because that's certainly something that's not, uh, you know, necessarily easy to come by. No, I well, here's the thing. I don't think it's actually, it's not rare, rare. It's just expensive. Yes. Uh, and I, I had a little extra coin for Christmas. And I love to buy, here's a collector's tip, I love to buy right after Christmas. Because people suddenly realize how much money they've expended and they, they start looking at chaff in their collection and going, I need to get rid of some of this crap. And so you get a lot of best offers that go yes. up on eBay. And that's where I just start making offers. Like, what would I actually pay for this game? Like, what do I think is actually a fair price? And even if it, it seems kind of like low-ball-y, uh, you'd be surprised. Like, what you you get to a negotiating point pretty quickly, um, you know. And sometimes people just want to move stuff. I I have uh, also another Game Boy item that I, that I'll discuss later that is coming um, that I did not expect anyone to take my offer on because it was kind of like, oh, it's just a ridiculous offer. They wouldn't accept this much, and then they did. I was like, oh, oh that's oh. awesome. I was like, oh shit. Um, well, I didn't know I was going to be spending this money. I thought it was just like, uh, how much? How much is this really going for? Like, how much? Uh, what is the market actually looking like? And right. I got, and I got that. But it's another Game Boy item, uh, which I'll hopefully in the next two weeks have on Instagram, and we can start talking about it. Well, for somebody who isn't into handhelds, you have added a few uh, handheld things. <laughs> oh yeah, just like oh, I don't really like handhelds. Here's here, let's drop a couple hundred dollars on them though. Oh, and I will say that both of those games are complete in box, and that Shantae is so mint, it's stupid. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know a whole lot about that game. Uh, I read a little bit about it. I read something about Sequin Land, which as a designer, of course, I loved. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Obviously. Of course. I mean, that just makes sense. But definitely not one that I know a lot about other than uh, I, I know it, it is um, more on the expensive side for the Game Boy Color. Right. It's uh, So it's, it's Shantae and then it's like Curse of the Pirates and then there's one other one. So Shantae is the, actually the only one that has a cartridge release in America. Uh, oh. Then there was, I think, Curse of the Pirates. I think it's Curse of the Pirates uh, was DSiWare only. And then the other one, which could also be Curse of the Pirates. I'm, I'm unsure. But there's one that was released in Japan on the 3DS. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing a picture of this at some point. Yep, you will you will see some soon. And then what any anything you've been playing? Well, we, normally we start it, but I skipped over it. So are you playing anything right now? Uh, well, I will be after we're done this. I have uh, Child of oh my god I can't even talk tonight Child of Light on the Xbox One all ready to go I've heard um, awesome things about it Um, the graphics from a visual standpoint um, look like they're going to be very very interesting that's a very Um, pretty game it is a, yeah, that's what I've heard. I haven't heard anybody give me a bad review about it. I've been really looking forward to uh, giving it a try, so I'm I'm looking forward to that because I feel like it's one of those games I should have played by now and I haven't. Yeah, I have. So. I've only got like 30 minutes into it, but I enjoyed it. I just it hit at a bad time. Uh, right. Also on the Xbox One, I I think I got it with gold, and I just haven't had time to go back to it. But right now, I'm currently playing. Um, on the PS4 Pinball Arcade. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just playing virtual pinball uh, all day. Uh, my wife, that's pretty much what I did today. I watched bad television and, like, did some chores with that on in the background and then intermittently just played pinball. My and how was... is your virtual pinball? I love virtual pinball. I Like, on the original NES, I had pinball. Yeah, the black box pinball and loved that game. Just loved it. Um, like I have Metroid pinball for the DS. That's one of the games I actually used to cart around with me on my portable and would play it on the two screens because I liked that you had the kind of verticality that a pinball machine has. With right. The two screens. So, yeah, I I love virtual pinball. I, I like real pinball, too. But, I, you know, I just always feel like I'm, I'm bad at it. That's right. part of the problem. So I'm just like wasting quarters. And if you have a bad game on Virtual Pinball, it doesn't matter. Everything's set to free play. So, um, And plus you get to try out, like, I, I bought, like, a few packs, and I've been buying these over time. So I have, like, 40 pinball tables available to me, to me that I can go play. Oh, well, and that's a much more reasonable way and with a lot less maintenance than having an actual pinball machine, right? Well, I have a, an actual pinball machine, and, yeah, it's kind of, like, I just uh, I have to repair a flipper on it. It's a pain in the ass. It's like owning a boat. You're just constantly dumping money into them. Right. Well, then maybe the virtual way, best way to go. <laughs> yeah, I really want, uh, there's this like mini virtual pinball machine that I want really bad. Not that anyone cares, but I really want a virtual pinball machine. And I'm like telling my wife that this is like our next big expenditure. She's just like, no, I want to remodel the house. We don't need to be buying pinball machines. We don't need to take a thousand or two thousand dollars away from that to buy your virtual pin. So are you going to win or is she going to win? She's going to win. She's okay. going to win um, in the sense that I won't take money out of our normal finances. If I can bring myself to gather up a few extra items I have lying around and sell them, then I'll be putting it in the pinball bucket 
so to speak. I'll just have this little stash of cash that will be working towards pinball. So maybe someday. Maybe someday. Someday, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so that's it. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Johnny underscore Iucci. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. And Kat, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kat Sylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. Thanks for listening.